Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. So, uh, you're an accredited journalist. <laughs> yeah, you're giving, I thought that was hilarious. You know, when you go to things, you're given the press pass. Like You yeah. can go into war zones and you'll get a press jacket, yeah? It's true. It's true. And you're here watching ostensibly a crackhead <laughs> performing at someone's birthday party. Like you got you got you got you got to get release theme somehow isn't it you know what i mean uh, okay <laughs> hello and welcome to why aren't you a doctor yet the only podcast that uses cutting-edge science to answer the questions that you actually have things like why is the sky blue what's up with trees and if the Wu-Tang Clan are forever and Wu-Tang is for the children, does that logically mean that all children born in the late 90s are now immortal? Only time will tell. As always, I'm your host, Alex Lathbridge. I'm a PhD student in computational biology and cancer, and occasionally I go on stage and be funny about nerdy things. On my left, I have Ozzy Ismail. Oz is a PhD student in neuroimaging and dementia, a Tinder aficionado, and is a compendium of awkward sexual advice. This is all very true. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I only come with facts. I come with 100, 100% facts. A factually accurate podcast, you guys. Yeah, factually accurate. On my right, I have Sahel Patel. Sahel is an amazing video maker, journalist, and he makes great content for the BBC. Isn't that right, Sahel? I'm also good at napping. He's amazing at napping. If you I'm need... professional lessons. <laughs> you, can, you can find him online at newshound underscore 1337 for that. But we have someone new with us. Whoa. Look, in the interests of keeping uh, this podcast fucking top notch, yep. we've brought on a new host. Go on, reveal it. It's Hannah Ayub. Woo! Shit, son. <laughs> Damn. Hannah, can you introduce yourself? I'm Hannah. I'm a nerdy events producer and creator of Intricate Art. So, what she's saying is she knows more than you. Uh, she makes better things than you, and she can do it to a deadline. She's better than all of you, you guys. Basically, to be fair, this, <laughs> the we're gonna very high. <laughs> <laughs> what have you guys been up to this week? Well, I have been doing a lot of shit. Yeah, yeah, a lot of work stuff. I made a few new videos. Yeah, one that you nerdy motherfuckers gonna like. It's about dungeons and motherfucking dragons. Yeah, yeah, oh. that's some real gangster shit. It is. <laughs> uh, I did a couple. I did one about a woman who's trying to get IVF treatment and stuff. You know, there's a lot of women 
in London actually who are t paying from their own money to get this treatment you know and uh, I did another one about a, a young poet from the Barbican who did like a poem for us they're doing one a month the, the young Barbican called the Young Poets I'm going to try and uh, get as many many as many as uh, trying to get as many of them on our, um, our like, Facebook page and stuff like that so go check it out I say uh, you can check it out on the BBC London Facebook page and also on our website and stuff like that Oz what have you been up to this week uh, I have not been up to very much actually I participated in the third Nobel Prizes okay. science communication games did you win I was in the press. So you didn't win? I didn't win. Okay. Uh, but then it was Easter break, so yeah. I've been uh, seeing a lot of my friends, cooking a lot of food, and just generally chilling. Oh, I've been moving house. <sighs> which therefore means that I'm absolutely covered in bruises from, like, furniture falling on me. That's a lie. She's been beating people up. I found out <laughs> earlier when I was having a private conversation, which is now public. I did not tell you that. <laughs> okay, I, I made that up, you guys, because... She would beat you up if you messed around with her. Yeah, Fight Club. All about the fight. That's how. Mm -hmm. It wasn't management training that she did. <laughs> it was just like how to put a motherfucker in an armbar. Like, ah! <laughs> you will have everything to a deadline, won't you? Yes, Hannah, please. Don't choke me out anymore. So how's moving gone for you? Where have you moved from? I've moved from Cheltenham in the lovely Cotswolds to London. Where in London? North London. What zone? I'm not giving up my address. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> she's only been on this podcast for like 10 minutes and she's already wilier than all of us. <laughs> not giving out your address yeah. comes from being a woman. Oh yeah, damn. Is that what this podcast was missing? <laughs> As always, guys, uh, let's start with the news. So what has been in the news this week? Let's go with Oz. Did you guys hear about the guy who injected stem cells into his penis? I thought it would be fun. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, okay. So obviously I didn't hear about this. So two guys. <laughs> oh, no, wait. Oh, no, that was something else I was doing. So basically this fitness guru, he decided he's this guy who's obsessed with basically making himself a better human person or better person. I don't know. Uh, and he wants so to... A non-human person. Yeah. He so, wants to kind of enhance himself in every possible way. And he thinks that it will be fun to use what science has to offer us to make our bodies better. So what he decided to do was inject stem cells into his penis for no other reason than to make it bigger and perform better. And he assures, he's assuring the journalist he spoke to that there's nothing wrong with his penis and it's quite <laughs> a good penis, but he wanted it to become better. So look, he wanted to be bigger. Why can't he just inject saline, like salt water solution? Because that, that would pump it up. I mean, he wanted, to, like basically he was basing it on this one study that had been done um, where they took people who had erectile dysfunction, and this is because they had literally no other therapies have worked for them. They took a group of people and they injected stem cells into their penis, and seven out of the 18 people, I think, who they trialed it on, got some function back. So he thought, well, actually, my penis, there's nothing wrong with it, so if I inject stem cells into my penis, it's gonna become like even more, like, better. Hannah, wouldn't you agree that's fucking sound logic? 
Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but the logic gets better, okay? Uh, so then he was asked how he measured, how he quantified the differences, because he, he says he saw differences, right? Okay. First of all, go back to the study. The study went on for weeks and weeks, and the first differences they saw were after five weeks. This guy is claiming that he saw a difference that same night whilst he was at dinner with his grandmother. <laughs> yeah. Why he put that bit in, I don't know. Okay. And when he was questioned how he measured it, he hadn't even taken like the most basic of measuring tools we have, a ruler. Right. He said, oh, well, my wife felt the difference inside her. Oh, oh. that's kind of... So suddenly his mean. wife's vagina is a caliper. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I mean, if it's some no. I mean, what I what I took away from this is like I would like science to change because of this in that I'd like people to just go, "Oh, you felt that there was a difference, so it must be correct." I get so That's much published. That's how science works. Hmm. I I never get anything published because apparently you know, I don't do my measurements well enough. I like how there are so many we're making so many jokes about this. We're making you know, I like that we're making so many jokes about this, but we haven't actually answered the main question. Where the fuck did he get stem cells from? <laughs> so he went to this clinic where they do they, they this clinic that does stem cell research, I guess. But this is the same clinic that actually botched up three patients a few years ago when they tried to use stem cells to cure uh, AMD, which is trying to think what AMD is. It's a graphics Age-related card Age-related macular degeneration, okay. which uh, leads to loss of sight, and it uh, mostly affects old people. And they took three patients, they injected stem cells into them, and those patients went blind. And these patients were, weren't even aware that this was not like an approved thing, or some of them weren't aware. Same clinic, he went there, he got his stem cells extracted from himself, and he injected it into his penis. Okay, so, so mm. is that something that you would ever do? I'm not asking you, Hannah, just because... Really? Yeah, no, just anatomy um, for now. Listen, uh, I'm scared taking, like, a motherfucking, like, bear trimmer there, man, like, let alone a, a needle with injecting stuff, like, that's just... I mean, we, that, but it's, that's not good. The thing is, yeah. it's not just a needle. So, like, there was a, a cancer researcher from Canada wrote a whole article about this guy. And, you know, she works with stem cells on a daily basis. Stem cells can cause cancer. Really? And there, yeah. she documented several cases of patients who went through mm. stem cell, like, trials, therapies. And pretty much the, the, the cases that she documents, they all went on to develop a cancerous growth where the stem cells were injected. Some people, you know, lo- like... Uh, started getting incontinence. So there's this guy who lost, who had a stroke, and he wanted to regain, like the function he lost as a result of the stroke. Went to a clinic somewhere and got stem cells injected into his spine. Mm. Ended up growing a tumor in his spine, and he wow. like, started ha- becoming incontinent and like all sorts of s- That's horrible. stuff started happening. Is, to is him. it just people like watching that Family Guy episode? Where like <laughs> it's the issue it is because yeah. I look Family Guy is not scientifically accurate. Like there's a talking yeah, dog like, in it for God's when sake. When Peter Griffin goes in all like messed up, and then they inject some stem cells into him, and he's like completely yeah. fine again. Yeah, and South Park is episode in it as well. I remember that was South Park episode was fucked up. Like, Why would anyone do that? I don't. But listen to this, right? He, this is the same guy who wrote an article for Men's Health where he went to get sound shockwave therapy to his penis to enhance his like his the function to his penis. This is what basically where they blast massive sound waves 
Again, there's one trial that's been done to cure erectile dysfunction. This guy doesn't have a problem with his, you know, business, but mm. he's doing it to enhance it, right? And again, he's claiming that um, based on the shockwave therapy, he like got a, a really massive hard on. And this was this was when he like talked about going to dinner with his grandmother. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Gonna open it out to the floor. <laughs> well. Yeah. Because Hannah's making faces. Uh, Hannah's just making dis- faces disbelief. Half words. Yeah. It's like, yo, man. It's like, just be happy with your shit. Like, why are you? Gotta, you know what I mean? He's got like a fixation, and I. Uh, yeah. yeah. But you know, like wars are started off just back of people's penis size, so you know it's a big which war. As in, like you know, small man syndrome, and like people. As in, there's that stereotype, isn't there? That you know, people try men try to compensate for. Like when they're lacking in the <laughs> downstairs area, and, and that causes like you know you can get like arrogant men, like you know things or, like that. Or men who who say fuck all ideas of health and safety. I'm going to inject stem cells. I'm going to shockwave my penis real quick. Yeah. It's just it's fucked up. <laughs> just leave that shit alone. But it's like it's the thing is it's not he's not just going at it with no basis. He's taking one or two studies that are around. Mm. So the shockwave therapy has been done in an erectile dysfunction study. Same with the stem cell therapy. It's an erectile dysfunction study. And he's using those to kind of claim that it's going to work on normal penises. And a lot of medics and a lot of scientific professionals are saying what works for a condition will not work on a healthy situation necessarily. Mm. It's not going to enhance function. That's not how science works. So it's like him saying, oh, if paracetamol makes uh, some pain go away when I'm ill, I'm going to take it when I'm healthy to make me superhuman. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I see the logical c- contradiction in that, in a it, way, isn't it? Fucking mental. And it's the yeah. fact that he's like claiming the result, he's seeing results straight away, like with the shockwave thing, he saw it that evening when he was having dinner with his grandma and then with the stem cell thing he saw it a few days later whereas it takes much longer according to the tr- studies which, pretty, which is practically proof that it's placebo because the placebo effect can be instant right whereas oh. to actually have a mechanism of action it would take time right yeah that's a good thank point. you hannah <laughs> yeah as in it's, it's psychological in a way isn't it he's like <sighs> but the thing is right um, he, this is a guy he's a fitness guru he has a massive following on social media mm. like how massive does he need to grow <laughs> <laughs> oh you guys I'm trying to be professional here yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry the, uh, what you've brought to us <laughs> is a guy who's injected stem cells into the base of his penis and hey, you're I'm just <laughs> staying on brand <laughs> you're, you're talking about being a professional okay it, does this story have any future is he going to is he going to change the world a lot of the studies in the past that have involved stem cell therapies that have a, that have gone wrong, you know, things have gone wrong a lot later, a lot much after they got the therapy. So I'm quite worried for his health, first of all. And second of all, he's a guy that keep apparently he's known for trying out. He's a biohacker. These are people who will try things that have not been released into the public, but they'll try, you know, things themselves because they believe that they can't wait around for science to get their shit together. Well, there are some really great stories where that's happened though so like some of the treatments we currently have for stomach ulcers i can't remember the exact like history but he go back to yeah no one believed him so he tested it on himself well that there is a difference between a scientist who has done all the research up to sort of 90 percent and goes fuck it i'm going to wing it so this is barry marshall who won the nobel prize in the late 80s or 90s for his work on Helicobacter pylori. Um, and he found out that it that stomach ulcers were caused by this thing, this um, 
bacteria, he'd go back to pylori. When other people thought it was spicy foods or stress, he showed by giving himself these um, the bacteria, he'd go back to pylori, and then developing stomach ulcers and then curing it with anti bacteria antibacterials what's the word for things that Antibiotic. antibiotics that's the word with antibiotics and he won a Nobel prize that's a lot different from oh, you know what i'm gonna do today crack out the needle mm. <laughs> i'm going to be like a phallic uh, heroin addict and just which is what the inventor of viagra did okay shit. Really? that's a urology lecture <laughs> no way <laughs> wait what happened there because I know Viagra, wasn't it a heart? Yeah, it was I a heart. I can't remember the so, name. I'm really bad with names. It's fine, but it was a, it was a heart medication, wasn't it? Right, yeah, it was. I yeah. think. But and its first use for erectile dysfunction was demonstrated at the most awkward urology lecture ever. Didn't he? And yeah, he walked out. He tried it himself, and he walked out with um, with like in a pair of trackies, just with a massive stiffy. No way. Yeah, comes to the best of us. <laughs> <laughs> Scientists are wild, you know that. Once you hit like three papers and uh, a full-time like you know job for life, you're like, yeah, fuck it, I can do anything. Just gonna just let hang loose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the thing is, like, with with people with sort of non-science people trying to modify themselves with science, mm. this is becoming a growing area. Like biohacking mm. is becoming a thing now. Mm. We have conferences and stuff on biohacking. But how, so, like, you know, talking about this, how safe is it? Like, how can people be safe if they're into this stuff? That's the thing. They're willing to risk their own lives because they think it's not, there's no point in waiting around for science to go through all these phases of trials and stuff. They're willing to put their bodies at risk. Natural in the, selection. Uh, the chance that it might actually make them better. Look, mm. with all this stuff, I, I wish them the best of luck. I'm hoping at least 1% of these cases result in someone finding something amazing, like the 21st century Alexander Fleming finding penicillin. I want to change the game. That's what yeah, I want. That's a good way of looking at it. Yeah, that's why I, uh, I like uh, your optimism. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Hannah's around, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I bring the optimism. Yeah. Although I was just about to say that, you know, Fleming discovered it by mistake. He wasn't even trying. Well, yeah, he was yeah. trying, sort of. And also he wasn't, he was trying to cure disease, not make his penis bigger. Look, he fucking tried, okay? What else has been happening in the news, Sahel? You know, there's a lot of shit going on, but I suppose, you know, what a big, big international story has been this uh, Russia poisoning thing. Um, yeah. Which is kind of a big deal, it seems like. Uh, but, you know, this ain't the first time this has happened, is it? So, I mean, what do you guys know about this story, the Russian, Russian story? So they use some kind of biological agent to poison some people, right? Mm. People who were allegedly spies, is that right? So it was, I think, I understand it, it was FSB or XKGB, mm. like a Russian intelligence agent um, who was in the UK and then his daughter who had flown in from Russia and they were um, supposedly given a nerve agent or doused with a nerve agent called mm. Novichok, mm. Um, which... Um, is of a similar like from the same class as the vx nerve agent which was the one that was used to kill kim jong-un's like brother yeah i read about this yeah, yeah. So, doing my last minute homework but the thing the thing about these agents these are specifically developed like sort of i don't know like biological warfare almost mm. right mm. it is mm. developed by different countries 
Yes. They don't just, they're not natural things. They're not just poisons that you can just get. No. Right? Mm. Well, you know, it's very, this whole thing is very Cold War era esque. Um, and, you know, I think it's important to say, you know, while it's still going ongoing, that these are allegations against Russia. Because one of the things is, is that, you know, you got to remember this is international politics and it goes a lot deeper than just they did it, he did it. You know, at the end of the day, these kind of conflicts have been going for a long time. You know, the first time Russia had like beef with the West was like, you know, that in the kind of like officially was like in the mid 19th century, like the 1850s, kind of early 1800s was the first Crimean War. And then after that, you had like the Great Game. And you had uh, after that, you had after World War Two, Stalin and Winston had a falling out. And then after that, you had the Cold War era. So you have so much history of conflict between these two countries. It's like this little one thing in the grand scheme of the conflicts between them is very minuscule when you look at it. So if this is your first time listening to the podcast, um, you might be wondering, what the fuck? I thought this was a science podcast. Uh, what's, what's all this? What you need to know is that Sahel, he knows a fuck ton about economic theory, philosophy, and now apparently geopolitics. Geopolitics. Dropping some mad knowledge in here tonight. <laughs> I, like I like to read sometimes. I like that he used the first names, like you know, you know, Winston and Joseph, you know. Yeah, but look, after yo, I've watched a couple of documentaries on this shit, and um, you know, I think one of the interesting things is is there's a long history of conflict between Russia and uh, the West, and sometimes we've been allies, sometimes we've been enemies, and uh, you know, that has escalated recently. But you got to remember that similar thing happened in 2006, right? Uh, The poisoning of Alexander. Lidvinko. Litvinenko. Litvinenko, that's it. No, I said it and you, you got it wrong. <laughs> just edit me out and just put your voice in there. <laughs> say it properly. All right, Lit, Lit. Lit. Vin. Vin. Yenko. Yenko. Alexander Litvinenko. For fuck's sake. <laughs> just go, just go. Just go, just go. Uh, who was the first confirmed victim of a kind of lethal 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 or acute radiation uh that was polonium polonium there you go Um, that's like you know they've taken a radioactive element Mm. so like something like uranium or Mm. plutonium we've actually fucking injected him with it that's fucked yeah whereas this one this is a bit scarier because this is a nerve agent like yeah and it's like a it's it's a allegedly you know this the thing that russia's allegedly used is a a massive chemical weapon like a weapon of mass destruction mm. like, which is then that i see i can see what the concern is around that mm. um i think it, it, does the average person have anything to be concerned of probably not remember it's, this is all political spy shit and to be fair you know the reality is like you know we could talk about the moral issue of it but you know we're spying on them everyone's spying on everyone mm. so it's like we just gotta be careful when we analyze stories like this i like i like the really balanced tone um sahel is giving that is someone that wants uh, to be able to go into the newsroom still have a job and not be killed by russia <laughs> russia look man it's alleged it's alleged okay like, like you have to walk but, past the russian embassy on your way back home don't you so do you know what it is i i, I don't i don't think that i, I don't want to put it past them but but the thing is i just i think as uh, with my journalist hat on i have to be careful because you know you gotta understand that these this is all part of a bigger geopolitical battle for power that's been going on for hundreds of years. And you know, I think these little points, yeah, they make interesting stories and talking points, but um, you know, just try not to get caught up into in them. Does that make sense? 
I feel like everyone's going to be like, yo, who's the Russian spy in this room? Damn. And now to make a big deal out of it, Austin yeah. Hannah. <laughs> but isn't there like a fallout from the use of chemical weapons? Like it can affect yeah. other people who have, like the, the radiation count following mm. the polonium was high enough that it could have put other people in danger? Mm. I believe so, yes. Well, that was one of the things that, one of the things that was talked about on the news at the time, yeah. yeah. Um, and the same thing's happening now. So with this Novichok, um, Novichok, Novichok, um, no agent, because people don't really know which one it is. It's one of a sort of a family. They have an idea. You know, these things have a really small lethal dose. And so depending on when, when um, these two people were dosed with it, was it back in their house? Was it in their car? Was it in public? Um, it, all that all affects who else could have been affected by it, uh, which is absolutely mad, especially when it's something that we don't really have much public knowledge about. It's mm. not like polonium, where mm. it's, you know, it's got its own Wikipedia page that has all the effects or a lot of the effects. This is like, hey, um, th this article isn't very big, but, you know, potentially it could be. Yeah. Well, you know, like you're saying, it's linking back to the Cold War, you know, it's, a, it's an arms race, isn't it? Who can find the most sophisticated secret ways of killing each other? And, you know, I think the important thing is in these situations is also, you know, as citizens, you know, I think the problem with Russia is, it's quite... I'm going to go to... So the problem with Russia is... Uh, <laughs> this is getting too journalistic. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk more about the science behind it. No, no, yeah. so the science, I mean, we want to talk about the science behind it, mm. but it's quite difficult to talk about because not a lot of information has been released because mm. this is a weapon of mass destruction is what they're calling it, you mm. know. Um, again drawing parallels with all the big weapons and big scary things that we've seen um in the last 10 15 years before a massive war breaks out so here's me hoping that war doesn't break out with russia please no <laughs> just i want to live i want to yeah. live you know, i always wants to be able to go back to sri lanka and fly over russian airspace <laughs> but uh, i think i think you know how much of it is just posturing is the real question i want to ask okay yeah but yeah so should i mean are you guys scared after hearing mm. about this? I mean, it's uh, sure as hell it's scary, yeah, yeah, that this can happen. Yeah, but are you scared? It, I don't ask if it's scared. I, I try, like, I, it worries me, but I try not to get too scared by the news because I think once you start being conscious about that, you just can't stop. The yeah. thing is, like, you know, it's, it's just like, you know, when, when there's a the terrorist attack in mm. a big city, people in that city become very scared to like take public transport to be annoyed it's the same as that except it's this that. happened in kent so no one cares i mean people in <laughs> kent are probably shitting themselves to be quite i have family in kent <laughs> i'm so sorry for you <laughs> <laughs> but just because they're in kent <laughs> people in kent were shitting themselves when fire was discovered okay kent's a nice place i've been to tunbridge wells <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> I'm derogatory of anything outside the M25. Um, he says living in Bath. Exactly, I, was, I did want to say. Hey, look, like, try living where I grew up, man. You got more shit to worry about. What, Ilford? That? <laughs> That's inside the M25, isn't it? It's a nice place. Ilford. It can be. Come to my house. Um, no. <laughs> Stop trying to invite me to your house. Hey. I'm not coming to your house. Caps the motion. Hannah, you know what time it is, right? It's time for... It's Hannah time. <laughs> Hannah, it's time for you to bring us some optimism. 
and I think this can only be done in a section that I perhaps arrogantly have titled Hannah's Highlights. It forces you to be optimistic and never cynical. I am rarely cynical about anything other than myself, so... That's good. Yeah. Keep keep the imposter syndrome alive. Obviously. Uh, but can you... I mean, you know some pretty amazing people. I do. So do you think you could, for at least the next, I don't know, few episodes, tell us about some amazing people? I can. Do you think you can start today? I can. Okay. So, number one on my list okay. is a science-inspired artist who I got to meet in real life for the first time last weekend. So, we've both been following each other on various social media um, for, I think, a, you know, quite a few months, if not a year, and I've always been really inspired by their work, um, and their name is Jennifer Crouch. Um, and last week I walked into a workshop that she was running and she immediately gave me a hug and we really hit it off and she's an amazing person and a really, really talented artist as well. Jennifer's the best. My next person is Angela Sini, who is a science journalist and writer and favourite of the podcast. Angela has recently written a book called Inferior, which is how science has historically got women wrong. And I'm slowly working my way through the book because I sort of need a break after every chapter. But it's See, awesome. So being a guy and reading that book, I don't have to sob every five seconds about how the patriarchy has fucked me over. So I've blitzed through it and it's fucking phenomenal. I need to get through the rest. Like, but it's fucking phenomenal. Th the things that are really tough to read, you know, like I read zoology at university and... You can tell that you went to uh, Oxbridge because you read... Oh, <laughs> Yeah, you're fancy. <laughs> Technically, I yeah. read natural science. Yeah, not, well. not, like the, not like the rest of us here. I'm still learning to read, so, you know. The rest of us study stuff. You read. I knew, as I said that, you were going to pick me up on it. Posh. Um, studying zoology, like, you know, Darwin and Darwin's theories and his original writing, you know, they run, like, run through everything you do. And then you find yourself reading about like exchanges he had when he, where he genuinely argued that women were you know inferior to men it, it, from an intelligence point of view, not just a physical point of view. And that's like it's hard to read. Mm. Um, I think it's amazing that Angela sort of brought all this together, and she's you know published this really well written book. You know that is it's a really easy to read book if you know you just need those breaks in between for me. Um, so yeah, and Angela's just generally amazing, and I think it's great how she sort of bigs up other people alongside her own work as well. So, and I know that she's writing another book, isn't she? She is. I don't know that much about it. All I know is that it's on race and I, science. Yes, I do know that. That's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. And by fun, I mean it's going to be my Twitter profile photo for a little while. <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm gonna throw it at people in the same way I throw the good immigrant at people who are saying nonsense about race. Um, I'm gonna, I hope it's thick. Angela, if you listen to this, I hope it comes out in only hardback, okay? <laughs> yeah? With like spikes on the cover yeah, yeah, yeah. or something if, like if, that. If you could. The if special you, throwing edition. Yeah, if, you, if you could. <laughs> All right. Be Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. 
only from Rustolium. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombus donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombus.com/acast code acast. Being a young black man in academia, and people are like, "Oh, I'm not being racist," but they're being racist. Yeah. 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 Prefaces that <laughs> not being funny, but yeah. there is no good end That's, to that sentence. There's no good end. <laughs> not being racist, but can we get some Percy pigs? <laughs> and you're there having to unpack. Why, what? What? What could have been there? <laughs> anyway, so who is next on your list? So last but most definitely not least is one of my favourite people on Twitter, um, Adriana Lowe, who is a behavioural ecologist and primatologist. Oh my god! And I just find her Twitter feed absolutely hilarious. It brightens my day every day. Um, and thankfully, Twitter's algorithms have worked this out, and so. Addy's posts always appear in my What Have You Missed? We can find more about all these amazing people in the show notes below. We'll put links to their websites, their Twitters, everything, and hopefully go check them out because they come recommended by Hannah. They come recommended by God. Um, <laughs> wow, that's quite profound. Cambridge Analytica is a data analytics firm, and it's at a centre of a dispute over the harvesting and the use of personal data,、uh, and whether or not it was used to influence the outcome of like the U.S. presidential election, the recent one with Donald Trump, and our Brexit referendum. And it centres around data taken from Facebook. So,、um, do you guys like hear about this? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I'm very interested in this topic. Okay, so、uh, yeah. recently Channel Four did a thing where they sent an undercover reporter to meet executives from there, and、um, they posed as a Sri Lankan businessman wanting to influence a local election. There you go. There you go. All right. Yeah. Represent. It wasn't me. Just, just for the record. <laughs> How can we be sure, Aussie? <laughs> That's the question. We want Aussie to win number one researcher. <laughs>、um, no,、uh, and so the reporter opposes as a Sri Lankan businessman, and、uh, the Cambridge Analytica boss,、uh, this guy called Alexander Nix, he was filmed giving examples of how Cambridge Analytica could discredit like any political rivals、um, by arranging like various smear campaigns. Including setting up encounters with prostitutes, honey traps. Yeah, so honey trapping、mm. uh, and staging situations in which, like, apparent bribery could be caught on camera. So, well, here's that—that's dodgy, right? That's yeah. dodgy, yeah. right? But here's what's really interesting because it's all about data. So, what Cambridge Analytica is alleged to have done、um, goes sort of a lot beyond the idea of just collecting information that you're giving out willingly online. So, like, you guys all give out data willingly online, right? Sort、mm. of 
pictures and you might mm. tag other people in right. locations like so you give out some data online but it's about the things that you aren't giving out willingly so it's and it's about how they've done it so um it's really boils down to how they took the data how they analyzed it and then what they've done with the results so imagine you're on Facebook and you're doing one of those surveys that was super popular like a couple of years back, like which friend's character are you? I mean, my life is run by those surveys. Okay, so this is really useful for you. <laughs> Hannah, do you do those? Yes. So Hale, do you use those? What surveys? Yeah, those actually? like which Lord of the Rings character are you or which, which friend's character? No, I don't character? actually, surprisingly, I don't really do that stuff. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. Okay, you're fine. These two have to worry. I say fine, but... He's not, though. He's not done a quiz. Like, come okay. on. Okay. So, uh, imagine you're taking one of those quizzes. Uh, so, which uh, like which friend's character are you? I mean, obviously Monica, but yeah. Okay. And it asks you, like, oh, uh, you're walking in the rain and a cat runs out in front of you. What do you do? A, B, C, and D, where... I don't know, one of the answers is pick up the cat, take it home and love it. That's, I'm assuming, what you would do, right? I mean, if it's a stray cat, no, I'll just walk past it. Okay, cool. But at the end of it, you get the answer <laughs> of Monica, right? I mean, yeah. Okay, cool. So that's a bit of fun. But if the allegations around Cambridge Analytica are true, it's not just a bit of fun because um, the questions seem completely unconnected to the rest of your life. Um, what Cambridge Analytica claims to be able to do is take that data analyze it and build up like a really detailed psychological profile of you so Shit. like yeah your political beliefs your race your income your hopes your fears like everything about you like even like super private stuff that you've never outwardly shared so it's doing that mm. all by this indirect questioning mm. and then what is it doing after it builds that profile so 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 their boast right is they can do this so well that they can understand you more than you understand yourself what? Yeah. So what they're saying is they can know you guys so well that uh, they'll be able to know what kind of propaganda you'll be most susceptible to and then how you make decisions and how you can be persuaded to change your mind. I mean, as long as someone knows how to do that. Yeah, no, no. So basically what they're doing is they're seeing how you can be like subtly manipulated. It's, what, so it's incredible. It's incredible from a scientific point. It's, it's super interesting, like, you know, how this technology works but from a personal point mm. and you know it's crazy to think that this technology could have such influence yeah so think about it in the like if you were applying it to like um an election they could say that they know you so well that they can then say well hmm if i want this person to vote for this political party i know that a small uh video ad placed in the bottom right corner uh, with bright colors is likely to get their attention bam mm. i see but then like in in terms of like political stuff right mm. a lot of people have already made up their mind about what parties they mm. support how susceptible are they to change that based on these campaigns so that is true but think about this they're not just doing it to you and they aren't necessarily doing it directly just to you. They're also doing it to your friends. Right. So they can work out like a profile of your friends and which of your friends is the weak link or like the general mood in your social circle. So they're targeting the ones that are sort of haven't quite made up their mind. They're kind of like can go either way. Well, they're targeting everyone. They're not targeting anyone. They're just collecting as much data as mm. possible. Yeah. To then target those groups. Well, well th that's what they're saying. They're saying that that's one of their offers, like mm. one of their business 
practices saying that they could have done. They boast that they were able to help the That's US cool. presidential election. And so being able to say that, you know, if you do these surveys and your friends do all these surveys and between that and all the data that Facebook already has, they can find out like how you're friends with them, how you interact with them. And if this is true, if all of this is true and it can be applied in the real world, as they're saying it, they can with the undercover reporting um, and they're claiming they have with um, sort of the American election, it's a bit scary to think they found a way of harvesting data yeah. to brainwash you, I guess. It is, you know, that's incredibly frightening and the sophistication of propaganda it's like you know propaganda is something not we're not we've been always been used to hmm. since politics existed you know since feudal times you know propaganda that the king or the queen was you know of divine blood and all this stuff so propaganda is nothing new but the thing that fa that i find scary is exactly the sophistication of it how accurate it can be and again if that's true depending on how accurate it is at profiling people that is in the wrong hands well you could say it's already in the wrong hands in the wrong hands it could be it could lead to devastating consequences i mean look at the uh, us us election i think it was a good example of that isn't it if this stuff is true hmm. so i think what's interesting recently is things that have been happening so hmm. um so facebook says that at the time uh, it was super common for like apps and games so all the things that you connect your facebook um to be able to harvest this sort of data so data from you data from your friends um and they're saying that uh about 50 million users the data have been uh, scraped off uh, so they're saying that they've scraped the data about 50 million users like basically in the us mostly um and it was harvested without their explicit consent um and mostly via their friends networks and um Cambridge Analytica denies any of it uh, was used as a part of the service that they provided to the Trump campaign. So they provided services, but they're saying it wasn't this, even though they're also saying to the undercover reporters that, oh, we can help you, we can help you. Um, so I know recent, at time of recording, uh, MPs have called Mark Zuckerberg in. I know the American Senate have done that um, as well. Um, and I think Mark Zuckerberg's been like, nah, fuck that. <laughs> But did he also like say something like, oh, oops, sorry. Like he was like trying to be like apologetic about it. But it's like, no, no, this is not about apologizing. <laughs> this is fucked up. Like well, you, you need to sort this shit out. You know, talking about the backlash of this, I'm just reading here. Uh, and trust in Facebook um, fell uh, to just 41%, I mean, in, in handling personal data. Um, and, you know, f to fair play to them, they, there have been investigations on this in the past. But, you know, it's obviously a serious issue, isn't it? Do you think this is going to make you guys use Facebook any less? I think, you know... <laughs> the silence is like... Everyone's just like shell-shocked. I'm like, you know, I'm, no, like I said, is, I'm interested in this is the thing, it's already, very so. shocking. It's like, when you, like you as a user, like for me as a user, as mm. a Facebook user, to me, it's just a bit fun. I just mm. occasionally post something. Probably post less now than I used to post a few years mm. ago. Um, maybe a few years ago, I'd be more influenced by what was appearing. I probably would maybe more likely to change my mind about like say who I vote for bit based on what I see whereas now when I see something on Facebook and I think well that's bullshit I'll either go and verify that or I'll just ignore it like it's easier to just ignore shit that you don't like on Facebook mm. so I feel like mm. now it probably that sort of stuff will affect me less but it's still worrying that it can take my information that I've put on there yeah. and then do stuff like this like that's the uncomfortable part I think I think 
I put a lot less on Facebook than I used to, but part of that is sort of growing up a bit. Um, but I also hang around on Facebook less. Like I might just pop in for a little bit, check what's happened right. and leave. Whereas I think when I was a teenager, I probably would just sit on it, you know, doing silly quizzes and things like that. Um, so yeah, maybe I don't, like wouldn't necessarily see things that pop up. Which friend's character are you? I can't remember. <laughs> Joey. Um, but what, one, one thing that does give me hope is how like bad like Facebook's targeted ads are at me. Like they're just absolutely, like in the past month, I seem to get an ad nearly every day for fertility clinics. And I'm just like, I have no, what, like just cause I've hit the age of 28, like you decided I must have children. Um, oh my God. That's really funny. Is that actually so? They, like, are, like Asian linked. <laughs> Clearly, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah you, only... <laughs> your targeted ads are essentially the AI auntie. Oh, you are twenty-eight now. <laughs> yeah. but, not, but those aunties normally start with "Why aren't you married?" They don't go straight to "Do you need help having a child?" Yeah. <laughs> no, no. What Facebook is doing is quite advanced. It's saying. <laughs> You should have a baby or culturally you have to be married first <laughs> so it's make it's letting it feel like it's your decision <laughs> i see you eh? i see you i see you eh? i see you Facebook. i know you but kidding. then again like that's an interesting point about targeted ads like uh, my targeted ads feel more relevant because sometimes i get like here look at this posh underwear because you're gay and then, <laughs> but then like what it doesn't realize is I, i'm just like hey man if i can afford to buy this underwear i'd rather eat some cake sorry, sorry, and buy yeah. regular underwear which i feel like if anyone follows you on social media they'd know they would that know exactly the they'd know i'd like choose cake over nice underwear and this is why oz has a uti so <laughs> i do not we've all been there so good so, so how about i thought you? i was gonna die when i got away <laughs> <laughs> so what about you sal do you think that facebook you know, are you scared i think this is one of those things weirdly that i'm really really interested in um i'm probably more scared not about my individual safety and privacy <laughs> Because to be fair, you know, talking about ads, mine's just like, do you want to buy this camera lens or like, you know, stuff like that. So it's quite innocuous, but like the stuff that really scares me is the fact that, you know, with with the power to influence people with this degree of accuracy, that can, you know, lead to bad things like, you know, Donald Trump being president. So it's like, you know, questioning be bad. Uh, but the power that this unlocks, you know, we think propaganda has been around for a long time and it's developed sophistication. They used to have targeted ads on TV in America and that was quite a sophisticated system. So it's just the evolution of that. It's quite fascinating but scary at the same time. Let's look at Oz's Facebook. So Oz, you've downloaded all of your Facebook data. Yes, I downloaded my Facebook data and most of it, I was unsurprised. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, like it has the information I've put in already, like, you know, my um, sort of email addresses, my so phone number, blah, 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 blah. It's blah. got all of your email addresses, so every email address you've used to yeah. log in. Yeah, basically it has it. But again, like some of them, I don't really use them, so I'm not worried about them. So it's got family? It's got my family. Again, I added them there. Okay. Um, it, all your education, your workplaces. So basically it's my CV. You worked at Virgin Media? I mean, I worked sort of part, 
for for Virgin Media in an indirect way. I put it there because it might make me seem cooler. <laughs> you were a PDTV salesperson. That's PDTV stands for Price Drop TV. Do you know what Price Drop TV? You worked is? for Price Drop TV. I worked for Price Drop TV. What did you do? They had a they had a retail store in Hatfield many years ago. And uh, the products, the price dropped every day. <laughs> it was confusing as fuck. People would come in and be like, how much is this? And we don't know because there are 10 different prices on it. And I'm like, well, the price drops every day. That's why it's price drop. Um, okay. And it's got your screen names, your act. Oh, your Can in- we talk about the fact that one of your interests is Jim Al-Khalili? Can we look at the fact that your only interest there is Jim Al-Khalili? Again, this is like, I don't understand why it's only put that as my interest. Like, what, that's what, weird. Why is your only interest Jim Al-Khalili? No, I have other interests. No, 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 no. Go back to it. Interests. Jim Al-Khalili. G- maybe Jim Al-Khalili hasn't classified himself as music, movies, television or other. Well, he's classified as one of your interests. But so. he's, in- he's an interesting man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, you like a lot of music and you like a lot of others. You are a real group follower. I mean, I'd like to keep on top of my group interest. So your interest is Jim Arcalidi and your favourite athlete? No, I hate him. No, please don't. Please don't, <laughs> please don't have that on record. Um, he's a fucking prick. Have you met him? Is he no, not? he's just like, his social media is just so pricky. Okay, go down. Go, go with the bottom. Let's see what other things you're interested in. Um, Groups. Yeah, well. Uh, my pages, pages. Watch <laughs> your doctor. That's because I admin that page. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Uh, um, again, this is not all. This is not all the stuff. Okay, like, okay. Let's let's see what they what else they know. But the thing you. is, what's worrying is that they have. I there's there's a bit called contact info, and Go. initially I thought that was my those were my friends. No, no, it's gone through my contacts on my phone in my phone book in my phone. Yeah, taken every single contact I've ever had in my phone, whether I've deleted it doesn't matter they're all still there wow some of the like some of these people i don't even know them anymore like who are these people like who's who's mario <laughs> mario who is you... mario yeah who is mario i don't know i don't know who mario is um like A some one of the... night stand that win <laughs> probably is sorry mario i don't remember you anymore the one that got away uh and like like who who are like there are exes in here that I'm sure are not on my phone anymore? Mario's probably listened to his podcast. How could you forget about me? <laughs> Mario's. I thought we had something special. Mario's got like a little thing on his wall, like there's pictures of you. Every time you put a new gig photo up online, it's just with like strings yeah. of pens <laughs> linking it. Like, oh no! I have to find you. This every, is really worrying. Every time you do a new gig, Mario's the first person to buy a ticket. Doesn't turn up. I mean, if he's in the audience, at least like you know he's not killed me yet, so that's <laughs> not that's not a bad thing. So wow, these are so, so much contact. So many How do people. I look at this I stuff? Like, we literally you... don't know half, so you half have to... these people are. You have to go to your on the settings bit. Yeah. Wait. So this is like. Right, same 443 megabytes. Yep, that's, that, sounds, that sounds right. So yours is 443 meg. Yeah. That is quite big. It's a lot of data. So let's look back at some of the other stuff. So you've got... So contact. like, this is this was the only thing that worried me. Most of the other stuff, I was like, okay, I expected it to be there. But then the other bits that I was like surprised by is this, this bit, there's this tab called applications. And it's telling me that I've allowed access to all these apps, which I don't remember doing. So again, it's one of those things where you sort of agree to some terms and conditions, I guess, when you like download an app and it has some kind of link to Facebook, which is not clear. I'm not saying this necessarily like it's done it on it secretly. It's mm. not necessarily clear to the person, to the, so, like, to the user. Like, I don't know what brown trout is. I don't know what... 
Sorry, sorry, what? There's, a, there's an app called Branch Out. Like, what the hell is that? I thought you said it was called Brown Shout. And I was like, <laughs> is that a really, really niche dating website? Um, I mean, you've got, I mean, Instagram is owned by Facebook. You've got Tinder on there. Yeah. Happen. Draw something. Draw something friends. was great. Remember when that was a thing? <laughs> I do. Um, but that, I mean, yeah, so all these apps are now connected with your Facebook. And yeah. That, but then it also shows you like the really old stuff. Like, remember when you used to be able to poke people? <laughs> Oh, wow. It's got a history of all your pokes. Yeah. Wow. Again, this is not complete because I'm sure I used to poke people a lot more. Really? <laughs> you poke slut. I'm Back not in the... I. But then he, here's, the, here's the good thing, right? Then it shows you all your friends, mm-hmm. right? It has a whole list of your friends. Then it shows you the people that you uh, received friend requests from and <laughs> didn't respond. Oh, shit. Uh, the declined friend requests wow. that, like, that you declined. The ones that you removed. Wow. And you go through it and you go, who the hell are these people? Wait, go to the bottom. I've never deleted anyone on Facebook. So your wait, so you're, you've got people that you're following, and at the bottom it says something called friend peer group. Yeah. And so that is it's saying basically what category your your all your friends fall into, and it's established adult life. What does that mean? It means all your friends are adults. Oh, that's good. You that's aren't like good. a teenager. So oh, it's, well. it's building up a profile of who does you are. Does that mean that he, we're not his real friends? We're adults. Hey, Hannah. <laughs> I'm an established I adult. I mean, I, I got Facebook when it first started in 2007, okay? So... Okay, I mean, look, you're, let's see. what. So does it say anything about your hmm, place created? I'm wondering, does it say anything? Go to security. So it can see... Wow, well, like whenever I logged in. That's an entire history of you logging in. Jesus, ridiculous. Okay, let's see. Say anything about who you. I'm trying to work out if it says anything about like who it thinks you are. Uh, photos. Oh, wh- oh, oh wow. <laughs> These are some old photos. Oh, yeah, you got to, you got to come. Wow. <laughs> Me and my clubbing days. <laughs> This was a great night, actually. Really this is with my friend crazy. Steve. So, uh, uh, not the Steve that you know, but so Facebook Steve. is bringing it all back. This is actually quite new. Like that's old. That's my something wow. birthday. Wow, these are so. Oh, it's a kitty. Okay, so are you surprised at all by the amount of information Facebook has? The, so the one that surprised me was the contact information. Again, like, because I don't really say, remember saying to Facebook, take all my contacts. I try and switch those off because, again, you don't want people, like, randomly popping up as friend suggestions. So I turn all those off. Um, but also, it's not just that. It's the fact that, like, who, who gets this information? Like, isn't there a whole thing about... Who this gets informa- information? Yeah, who like this information being passed on to people mm. who are not supposed to have it? Like Mark Zuckerberg said, that you agree to this shit when you signed up. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's but true. how much do you really agree? Like this is the thing. Yeah, isn't but it? like you can. Hmm. So, so at, on one level, you have to press the agree button if yeah. you want to go ahead. But sometimes these, like what you're agreeing to, is pages and pages and pages of information. Mm. Yeah, you're right. I think people are weren't weren't aware of what they were signing up for. Right. So think, isn't that, uh, yeah, like, I think it's a little bit unfair when that that saying exactly that you knew what you signed up for, but you know there were warnings given to people about this kind of stuff, and like you know 
I use Facebook for sharing news articles and stuff like that, but I don't share as much personal stuff on there because of that reason. But then again, you know, how much of a big deal is that having your information out there? I mean, the thing how is, like, so, so on one hand, this the information that you can find. So there's one tab that's called messages, and all the messages I've ever sent through Facebook Messenger, which I assume to be like a text messaging service. Mm, mm-hmm. If someone gets that, that's any conversation I've had, they have it. Yeah, that's true. Actually, that's quite insensitive information. Right. Is that in, are your messages in there as well? Yeah, yeah. So like, I'm gonna mm. open like this is an old conversation with two of my old housemates, and like it's talking about yeah, like we're talking about places we've been, council tax, like addresses are here. Wow. Um, so if you wanted to, like, let's say, if let's say if I deleted a message from my inbox, it's would that here. would that still be? This stored? is all everything. This wow, is all that information. Amazing. That's crazy. If you went dirt on people, sorry, Anna, go on. Like messages and pokes and photos don't surprise me because you're doing that through Facebook. Mm. So it makes sense that they'd have it. Mm. But all the contacts that have ever been on your phone whilst you've been, like that just, because that requires an app pulling information Mm. that it doesn't need to. Well, Facebook owns Instagram and Mm. a lot of people find new Instagram contacts and they, they go oh I want to add my Instagram friends mm. uh, I want to add my current contacts to Instagram which I know you do Oz because you sometimes run the why aren't you doctor yet Instagram account <laughs> and it got linked to your Facebook I don't know how again like, I'm, like I said well, to you you're like saying it's, it's not even I haven't even linked it on my own Instagram well you did it here um, so yeah we've got proof that you have linked it it's not like it's doing it without your permission but it's happened so like if i mm. open the app right mm. and i'll show you <laughs> he's gonna just show it to us like, i didn't yeah. do this i didn't do this i'm telling you <sighs> so like it's linked to my personal instagram mm. right but then when i log into the why not a doc oh, instagram, I, I, I removed you no but even before you did that no i removed the the the, the you linking the contacts no, but I hadn't. This is what I mean. I hadn't linked well, it. Well, it, it okay. So basically, what I'm saying is, within the app, it's 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 somehow doing it within the app. So have you done it with your personal one? To my personal one, yeah. Yes. So as soon as you then manage an, another one, it goes, oh, same phone. Yeah, but when it. I open the settings, it's not linked. It's still drawing Whatever's that happening within the app, yes. Yeah, it's still doing it. So that's a slightly more contentious point, you know, because should they be allowed to draw your contacts without like your approval? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know, like, you know. So uh, now that you know all the data that Facebook has, uh, are you guys going to stop using these services? Yes or no? No. No. Nah. Do you think you can? <laughs> I just don't feel I use it enough to be worried about it. <laughs> I think I'm, I might just think twice about some of the things that right. I share. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I think that's a good point. You know, think about what you're sharing, but also. I think maybe this comes to a place of arrogance, maybe. But you know, in my head, I'm like, I'm not gonna be swayed by propaganda. Like, you know what I mean, I'm not gonna be swayed by these ads. But when you think about them, you know, I think yeah, there is something you said. You got to be just a bit more careful how you share stuff on Facebook and social media, and how you also consume ads and things that show up on there. Um, you know, he's saying he's not swayed by ads or anything. But this odd co- this odd cast, this podcast being an audio medium, um, you not being able to see him visually. The man who says he's not swayed by targeted ads is currently decked out in a full Nike tracksuit. 
almost full night. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the box has eyed us. Yeah. So this <laughs> this man is a hype beast right now. So uh, yeah, don't listen to him. Yeah, no talk. All dad. lies. I see you. <laughs> Slave to the brands. So we've got time, just one question. And one question that we've got in off Twitter has been, uh, how the fuck has someone got super gonorrhea when Oz spent a lot of time in episode three talking about super gonorrhea being a problem? So uh, Oz, can you quickly, very quickly explain what's going on? Yeah, basically someone in the UK has got the most super of super gonorrheas. So super gonorrhea already existed when we had that episode, but now, so when we had that episode, I think it was a resistance to one of the three different antibiotics that is used to treat gonorrhea. There's a guy now who's got a strain of gonorrhea that is resistant to two of the three antibiotics. So this is the most super strain that has ever existed. It's in the UK. So <laughs> be scared, people, because <laughs> antibiotic resistance is not a joke, okay? Listen, I'm not scared of nobody. <laughs> you should be scared of this guy. I Listen. mean, the, so basically, he's, he's two of the three antibiotics have not worked. So they're now trying the third one. Hopefully it will work. But what this highlights is antibiotic resistance, not just for gonorrhea, for a lot of diseases, is becoming a problem. And it's a huge problem for pharmaceutical companies to like try and fight, just keep up with the ever-changing nature of you know, these bugs that keep developing resistance. So I'm sure it's the same advice that you gave last time, but what can people do? First of all, have conversations about safe sex, wear condoms, and just generally be sensible about your sexual adventures. What about taking full regimens of antibiotics if need be? That is also true. Like if you do get prescribed antibiotics, take the whole dose. Don't fuck around with them. Don't just take half of them because that's how bugs develop resistance. I like that this guy is essentially like, have they named him? No, of course not. Because <laughs> he's essentially the one-punch man of STIs. Like he's he's like Goku and Superman put well, together. Although I, I like that the BBC, when they reported this, they said that he caught it from someone in Southeast Asia, and then they confirmed that his partner has not got it. <gasps> oh, the BBC's been messy. I like. I that. know BBC's like stirring some shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, we have come to the end of our episode you can make sad noises Aww. sad noises i am very sad sad noises hannah it's been your first episode how have you found it it's been great fun you're gonna come back for more maybe you have to there's a contract you <laughs> we, we don't leave us i have abandonment issues <laughs> oz have you enjoyed yourself i've had a great time so hell have you enjoyed yourself i always enjoy myself as always, I've been Alex Lathridge. I've been joined by Oz, Sahel, and Hannah. Goodbye. Bye, guys. Bye. And this has been Why You're a Doctor Yet. Peace. So you might be thinking, oh my God, how do I hear more about this amazing podcast that combines humor, entertainment, pop culture, and cutting edge science? Or you might be thinking, oh wow, these guys are geniuses and I have questions only they can answer. Or you might be thinking, oh wow, these guys aren't even real doctors and I know way more about science than them and I want them to know this. So how do I let them know this as quickly as possible? So what you've got to do for us right now is leave us an iTunes review. I know you hear it everywhere, but it's super important because we want that sweet internet validation. Or you can send us your questions or comments by email. It's at whynotdoc at gmail.com. And if you want to stay up to date with what we're doing, you can go by social media. It's at whynotadoc on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Remember, iTunes review, follow us on social media, annoy us by email. 
Thanks. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.